Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad. This is the second hour of Oilers Now. It is 105 in Edmonton. It's John Shannon back on board on Mondays. Mark Spector will join us tomorrow on Tuesday's edition of Oilers Now. Want to give you a heads up. It's brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta. Catch the Western Canada Pacing Derby and the Don Byrne Memorial featuring the top three Colts and Phillies this Sunday at Century Mile Racetrack, post time at 1.15. Second hour of Oilers Now is brought to you by our title sponsor, Hugh Porter and the gang at Digitex. Don't spend your valuable time meeting with door-to-door sales reps. Your all-in-one convenient location is digitex.ca, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. You can text us at 630-630 on our Heartland Ford text line. Not your small-town dealership with a new huge state-of-the-art facility. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford. We will tell you that we hosted an event in Red Deer, which is a great community, by the way, on Saturday. A little bit of a luncheon. Jack Michaels and myself, uh, Tom and Selmy, the owner's uh, new COO, was there. Bob Nicholson was there. Ken Holland, the GM, was there. Dave Tippett as well. We got a bit of a perspective on Holland's philosophical approach to things. Dave Tippett sheds a lot of insight. I asked him point blank about defense, lefty-righty, lefty-righty, lefty-righty. Jim Playfair told us a couple of weeks ago, looking at pairing up Darnell Nurse with Adam Larson, which meant Oscar Clefbaum is not going to play, uh, at least out of the gate to start with Adam Larson. And then Jim Playfair also mentioned that they wanted to play Chris Russell on the left side, which to me means that he's most likely going to play with Matthew Benning. So there's going to be an open slot on right D. Who's going to go get that position? Text us, call us. You can reach us on a River Cree Resort Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. And I would also suggest that there are signs pointing to James Neal starting the year in right wing, not on left wing. We know that Leon Dreisaitl is going to be with Connor McDavid and Zach Gassian. Uh, Tippett has discussed the deployment of uh, Dreisaitl and McDavid. Ryan Nugent Hopkins obviously needs some help. Looks like James Neal on the right wing. So those two storylines. Who's going to end up on left wing? With uh, 
the Edmonton Oilers, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and hypothetically James Neal. And who's going to end up on right D with Oscar Kleffbaum? Who are your best bets? Because they might come from the Oilers prospect pool. Again, you can reach us on a River Creek Resort Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. Text us at 630-630. We'll tell you guests on the show receive gift certificates to Japanese Village. Steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Uh, visit their Edmonton South, downtown, north side, insured park locations. Uh... We've not addressed three significant things that happened over the weekend, Mr. Escott, that have absolutely nothing to do with the Edmonton Oilers and the Edmonton Eskimos. Was it three? I'm thinking it was three things. We went the whole uh, first hour without talking about this stupid thing that happened down in Lethbridge with the uh, 55-year-old man being charged with the charges from a hockey tournament altercation involving... Have you seen the video on this? Man, it's brutal. Lethbridge police charging a 55-year-old man. Additional charges pending against a 36-year-old male after a referee and coach were assaulted Sunday during a youth hockey game. Um, Apparently, a 10-year-old male player was involved in a verbal altercation with the ref that escalated to the point that the youth struck the ref twice with the stick and the ref pushed the kid to the ice. At that point, a group of adults, including coaches and the relatives of the 10-year-old player, came onto the ice. A coach of the opposing team was shoved to the ice, and the ref was punched multiple times by the player's relatives and a second man before the altercation was broken up. What the hell is wrong with people? Seriously. Like, you know, saying that, there was some dumb stuff that used to happen a long time ago. Okay? There was. But we try to progress and get to a better place. Very disturbing story out of Lethbridge. So that's a, a real negative story that's out there. Antonio Brown. Did he break third party, second and third party laws in the state of California by posting part of that conversation? Was it on an Instagram that he included the conversation? That was his YouTube account, his YouTube. I believe it was. Okay. But as long as one party is aware it's being recorded, I think that's legal. Oh. That that was my understanding of wiretapping. Did he just extricate himself right out of Oakland? Is that what he did? Like, Do you think this whole thing was set up right from the beginning? In, in his one? mind, absolutely I do. Because did, why would the Steelers trade him to the New England Patriots? That was never going to happen. So right. trade me somewhere else and let me dictate a little bit more of where I'm going to go. This whole situation stinks. It's a bad look for the league. Uh, he he was the cover athlete on Madden last year. He's a face of the league for a long time uh, because he's one of the best, uh, perhaps ever. But this is childish. But, you know, when you're the Patriots and you have that program and that program strength, you can take chances on guys because either you conform or you're done. It's gone, right? So they can sit there. I mean, at this stage of the game, is he a reclamation project? I don't, I don't know what to make of, of his behavior. So I can't even say. It sure how looks pissed like it. off would you be if you were a fan of the Raiders? And we have Raiders fans. They had a huge, not so much today. Like it amazed me. The 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 old Brendan was a Cincinnati Bengals fan. Then Matt Panasiak, who was an op here at the state, he was. A, I'm like, where are all these Bengals fans coming from? Mm-hmm. Right. But you know, like when I grew up, when football was football, right? You had you had fans of the Dallas Cowboys. There's still lots of fans of the Cowboys, by the way. But they were America's team. You had the Steelers, you had the Raiders. Those were probably the three most. And then once uh, the Bolin family purchased the Denver Broncos, there were a lot of Broncos fans. Most of us hated the Seattle Seahawks for years because we there was a nickname for the uh, the Seahawks, and it reminds with the word bit 
Hawks, uh, but uh, people hated it because we got forced to watch it because of the NBC affiliate being uh, obviously out of Spokane. And then, the, and then the Seahawks got pretty good under Pete Carroll once he came out from USC, right? But today, different gen- like I don't know if the Raiders have the same. You know, I got a buddy uh, Dean Lowry who runs uh, local here in town. He's, he runs the three locals. He's a huge like this is a guy that would have a Bo Jackson and a Napoleon Kaufman jersey. Like he's a big Raiders <laughs> fan, right? Darren McFadden jersey as well. Yeah, he's got them all, right? So. Uh, but I, how mad would you be if you were the Raiders? You gave up picks to get Brown. You signed him to a three-year deal, $30 billion guaranteed. And the guy just basically screws the organization to get out, get out, get out of the team. Mm-hmm. You trade away your franchise player, probably going to win or at least be a strong candidate in Khalil Mack for defensive player of the okay, year. The He's one, gone. The one thing I'll say on that, we've discussed this last year, part of it is in the NFL, owner has to guarantee the contract. The contract's placed in escrow. Mm-hmm. That money has to be guaranteed. And Davis does not, son of Davis, son of L, does not have, Mark Davis does not have the same sort of money that some of the other NFL, we're not talking about the, the Giants. Like the Giants are an organization that has got a lot of money, and they've had a lot of money for a long, long time. Jerry Jones got a lot of money in Dallas, right? Mm-hmm. So part of why Mac got traded was because of financial challenges to guarantee that contract up front. But they didn't have to hire a TV analyst as your general manager. But the GMs, to, yeah, you, 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 just, you see what I'm saying? The whole franchise right sure. now, Bob, and I'm not trying to discredit them, but everything has been a sideshow. They don't even know if they're going to be playing in Vegas. At this point, they were they were supposed to move. The city of Oakland sued the team. It's everything is in disarray right, right there. Well, you know what? Uh, we've had tough times here at Edmonton too, right? Like, I mean, there are people around the National Hockey League. Like, I love it when the Toronto guys, in particular, and it's usually low. You, you notice it's not the big guys. Like, you notice it's not a McKenzie or a Dreger or a Friedman that are belittling organizations. It's it's some guy that's trying to make a name for himself exactly. and playing whack-a-mole with the Oilers. And you know what? The last two years weren't good enough. They had 70 and 79 points. They were not good enough. I work for the team. I know what it's like, right? And I understand the frustration. So, but when you look at the Raiders and what happened, it's just unbelievable that a player can make that machination come to effect. And, that, and then he's going to go to a Patriots squad like, what's the over-under that Gronkowski doesn't come back halfway through the year? you got to figure week 10, he's suiting up <laughs> like, somewhere around uh, American Thanksgiving. And how good did they look last night? Like, their defense, yeah, and they, they're going to be tough to beat. So that's so we've got this Lethbridge hockey story, which really just kind of sickens me. Like, you know what? When I used to watch my daughter play soccer, I never said a word. Can't win situation if you're in a, fortunate enough to have a role like, like a you know, I, I used to get upset when I'd see coaches yelling at kids. I saw a former U of A, very good U of A soccer player, and he's a high-level coach in the city. And I was I was not pleased with what I watched one time. And uh, just kind of shook my head in terms of, I don't even like seeing coaches yell at, at, at kids. And then this whole thing that's happened down in Lethbridge is just, I'm sorry not to be come across as Mr. Justice Warrior because I'm not, but it's it's not a cool look on anybody. The Antonio Brown thing is just crazy. There was one positive this week, Mr. Escott. We've got a new Queen of the North, Bob. Yeah, what a story. 
She's incredible. Bianca Andreescu. Yeah. And, and I watched the whole match. That might be the first tennis match I've watched. You were in its able entirety. to watch that whole thing? Because you were getting ready to work the Eskimo game, were you not? Let's just say I, I cut you, her a little close getting to the game on time. Okay. okay. But I did my prep before before the tennis match, and then I got to watch the whole thing before I left. And she matched Serena basically step for step that entire game. Well, uh, Jack knows tennis as well as anybody I know. That's his one of his loves. He says Bianca's going to be around for a while. Let's open up the phone lines at 780-496-0063. You can chime in on anything you want. Alex from Penticton on line number one. Hi, Alex. How are you? I'm doing great, Bob. What of do you course, think? First, I wanted to chime in on Bianca Andrescu. That is, what a story. Unbelievable. You know, Bob, uh, eight and a half months ago, she was ranked 178th in the world. I know. End the year. Yep. Eight and a half months later, she's number five. She's won three big tournaments, including the U.S. Open. She's undefeated against top 10 players, 8-0. And, Bob, it gets better. She's still got the Asian uh, circuit to run and the WTA finals. This woman, this 19-year-old amazing Canadian, could be number one at the end of the year. And not only that, Bob, it is going to get better and better because next year she still has the whole clay court season and no points to defend because she was hurt the grass court before she defends uh, the Rogers and uh, the U.S. Open. Unbelievable. So proud of her. Uh, wow. And you know what's even better? What's is that? all the announcers, all the American announcers, Chris Everett, and then uh, Pam Shriver, the McEnroe brothers, all of them said Serena in two. Straight sets. And- Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. We're all cocky sitting on the paddle. They weren't so cocky afterwards, Bob. Go, Canada, go! All right. Thanks, Alex. Uh, hey, she's got steely nerve, and again, I, I def- on this one, I defer to Jack. I know Colin Priestner's another guy. He was on the U of A tennis team. Um, you know, I mean, I can. I mean, speaking of, was he only Nastasi? Uh, Nastasi, not Romanian. Back in the back, I'm pretty sure he was as well. Loved him just because he could swear in every language, cursed in every language that he went in, uh, every country that he went to, he could curse in their native tongue. But uh, no, it's a great story. But she's a highly competitive player, and I know Jack is uh, reinforced with me. Bob, she's going to be around for a while. This is a big time swing. All right, uh, we'll keep her on the rails here. Let's go to Chris from Scottsdale. How you doing, Chris? Pretty good. Hey, uh, before I get to my Oilers chatter. Uh, I do want to congratulate uh, Bianca on a on a great U.S. Open. I am a huge Novak Djokovic uh, fan, and uh, you know, being uh, of Serbian descent, I, I, I cheer for my Serbian uh, athletes when they're uh, when they're in the U.S. Open. But uh, when a Canadian uh, gets in there, I I also cheer uh, as I grew up in Canada. So it's awesome. Um, I love uh, Bouchard, uh, uh, Jeannie Bouchard too. So when she was doing great, uh, yeah. and now this girl. 
it's awesome. I love it. Any anything anything to to to, to stick it in the in the fan, uh, in the face of the U.S. players. I love it because I just love I love seeing Serena get all uh, all um, emotional uh, and, and trying to take away uh, the win uh, for the second time against. Uh, uh, well, she, in in fairness, line. was she not hurt the first time in the Canadian Open? She was hurt, right? She she had to withdraw due to injury, right? I think so. Yeah. But regard, regardless, she did the same thing against, uh, I think the, the girl's name was Osaka, I think. Yeah, or, or, yeah, 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 I remember that. Yeah, so it's just it's just typical, but it, it's nice to see... Uh, it's nice to well, see Bianca in fairness, Serena, has Serena not won 14 majors? I think she's yeah, won she, four. She's been no, in twenty. No, 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 no. I think she she was wasn't. She, no, that's uh, Nadal. Nadal went uh, won his twentieth. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she's won. She's won a ton. Um, now back to the Oilers. Yes. Uh, Oilers talk. Um, there's there's been some chatter on uh, Patrick Marlowe. How serious is that? Is there any okay. chatter? I, I will say that to me, it seems unlikely. Uh, you know what? Uh, and I'll tell you why. Because I think Patrick Marlowe still sees himself as a top six forward. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers are also at forty-eight contracts right now. Okay, they're at forty. They're actually at fifty, but the full expectation. Uh, Broberg's over in Sweden, but he is signed, and then so he doesn't count. He he's on an entry-level slide, and then Olivier Rodrigue who did not play Saturday against Calgary, which means he's one of the three goalies in rookie camp. He's probably going to play tomorrow night. Uh, He's going back to junior to play for Moncton. So they're really at 48 contracts. Because of contract space and because they got a lot of wingers right now, it would surprise me if Marlowe came in. I'm not saying it couldn't happen, but it would surprise me. All right, that's all I used to hear, and uh, let's go Oilers. Okay, thank you. 780-496-0063. Brian, on line number four. Brian, how are you? Good to hear from you, Bob. How are you? Good. Yeah, long time no talk. No kidding, no kidding. Yeah, I wanted to talk about this uh, incident down in Lethbridge. Yeah. Now, I'm a father. One one kid played hockey. The other, uh, my daughter, played fairly elite-level soccer. Yep. And I, I'm here to tell you, as bad as it is in hockey, and it, it's not great, by any stretch of the imagination, at no matter what level I you're at. I already know what you're going to say. <laughs> Soccer is disgusting. Yeah, it's, well. It's, and, you know, like, these parents, they need to check it. Like, it's, it, none of these kids are, that, that they're scrapping about are, are going anywhere in sports. They're, they're playing sports because they, they want to, um, they want to have some fun with their friends and so on and yeah. so forth, and these parents get all involved and, and uh, for all the wrong reasons, and it, it's terrible. And and like I say, and your, ex- bad. and your experience and, with soccer was worse, eh? Oh, it's disgusting. And you just don't hear about it because it's not the uh, it does it you know it doesn't have the panache that hockey has. There's yeah, we can you know what, Brian? I, I'm not even really that comfortable talking about this stuff on the air because I'm just like. You know, unless you're there, and even when you're there, but I will tell you, when my daughter played soccer, and it wasn't even in her games because, and she had an incredible player on her team who would have a chance, has a chance. She's now 16, has a chance to either play for the Canadian Olympic hockey team or the Canadian Olympic soccer team. So she's she's one that this girl's won the Wayne Gretzky Award. She she might be the one of the best athletes in the province at her age. So you know, she basically. Tori played with a girl who was a star, right? Who was off yep. the charts. But it was watching in the adjoining, the, the couple incidents I remember were in adjoining soccer games with older boys. And I could not believe 
what was being said. Like I, and you know, we grew up in a different, like, hey, we, I was a really aggressive kid playing hockey. I hit a lot of kids. I hit a lot of kids late when I played. And sometimes parents said awful things to me, and I just have to take it because kind of came with the territory, right? Like when you're playing, you know, Bantam AA or Midget AA at that time. And, but today, it's it's shocking and stunning. And I, like the... Like last, how old were those kids, 10? The kids were 10, yeah. Like, please. Yeah, come on, eh? Got to be better than I, that. I hear you. Anyway, that's all I got for today, Bob. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Brian. Uh, KJM, we're going to go to KJM on line number one. How are you, KJM? Hey, doing well. Uh, I wanted to to see if, uh, what did you thought about the rookie tournament in terms of uh, uh, guys who who stood out to you? Uh, Bouchard stood out, was the best player. McLeod Speed stood out. Benson had a good first period. Marodi's got to be a lot better. And then Safin was okay in moments. But not a lot else besides that. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. There's some guys that need to be a lot more impactful. Oh, the goalies were good. The goalies were good. Yeah, well, I thought the goalies for both teams were actually surprisingly good. Um, On on Marodi, though, I wanted to say something I noticed about him is is he looked like a very patient player, and he did seem like he got to the uh, the guts of the game, sort of of as you were saying. There were... uh, there were things I liked about Marodi's game he's and who stood out to me. He's got to move, K-Jam. Like, he's got to yeah. be moving, right? He's too easy of a target. Fair enough, fair enough. And, and another guy who kind of stood out for me was uh, Heberg. I, I liked he, his PK. He looked really good on the PK. Okay. K-Jam, we got to run. Thanks for the call. Yeah, no worries. Take care. Uh, 780-496-0063. Cameron Hebeg ended up on the top line with Benson and Marodi. Yamamoto's still out day-to-day. It's 124 in Edmonton. It's not been cleared yet. Uh, my guess is Yamamoto's trying to save himself and get him ready for main training camp. We'll take a quick timeout. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.